and they said, who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I will be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer. Today is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. It took me a really long time to identify as a boss. It seems like a lifetime that I had no power over my life. I was dreading Mondays. I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was punching in and punching out. I also remember looking at entrepreneurs with envy, wondering how on earth they did what they did. And then motherhood happened. And it got even more daunting. (laughs) So how could I possibly start a business, write a book, do all of the things that I want to do with tiny humans in the picture? And, you know, I figured it out. And so did this woman that we're about to speak to today. And I'm extremely excited to introduce Leanne Kim. Hi, Leanne. Welcome to the show. Leanne Kim is the founder of Mamas & Co., an online community for over 300 mamapreneurs across Canada and beyond. Mamas & Co. aims to help mom entrepreneurs fast-track their business success by giving them direct access to people, skills, and resources they need to succeed. With two decades of experience in sales and marketing, Leanne is also a business strategist coach. Ooh, exciting. I can't wait to learn more about that. She's wildly (laughs) passionate about helping female entrepreneurs. She offers coaching, consulting, and online courses for every stage in your business. Her goal is to empower mamas all over the world to create the business and life of their dreams. She is also a mama herself to two kids, Julia and Alex. Welcome. Thank you so much. What an introduction. Wow. Well, I'm super excited to chat with you today because um, I was chatting with our producer before the show and you're actually our first solo guest that hasn't been a um, part of one of our books. But interestingly enough, as a lot of people know, we are launching a book called Boss Mama in October of 2019. So it's a really interesting time to be talking about this. And I'm, I'm pumped because Mamas & Co. is an incredible community. And I'm sure you have so much knowledge and experience to share with our listeners today. So we're going to dive right in and just chat about all things Boss Mama and Mamapreneur and all of the terms that you've heard <laughs> because there's so many of them. And there's so a reason many. for that, right? It's, it's definitely a movement and it's one that I am loving. So I'm very excited to have you here today and to talk about this topic. And I think it's great timing with, you know, 2019 on the horizon, everyone's starting to plan their goals for the next year. And yeah, just so, so excited. So thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. I'm excited too. Let's, let's get to Absolutely. it. <laughs> so the first question I wanted to ask you, well, like, what do you think is starting this movement? What do you think is the reason so many women moms specifically are leaving their nine to five jobs after having kids? Yeah, that's a great question. And I agree with you. I do think this is a movement. I think that's the perfect word to use. And I would say 
I do think it's happening more in Canada or it's happening more quickly in Canada. And I think that a piece of that is we have a longer maternity leave, at least, you know, when compared to our neighbors to the South. Um, and it, what, when I had my kids, it was 12 months and now women can take up to 18 months. And so I think a couple of things happen during that time. The first thing is obviously more time with your kids means, um, you know, a, a, a really strong bond. Like I, I was very certain I wanted to take a full year with each of my kids just on their own. So when I had my second kid, my, I kept my first kid in daycare because I really wanted to get to know each of them just individually as people. Um, and spending all day, every day with someone for 365 days is certainly going to do that. <laughs> so I think that happens and that really, um, gives women a lot of confidence in, in motherhood, having that time, if they're able to take that full time, having that time with their child really um, solidifies that bond and helps them um, in their new journey, right? Because they've got the time to kind of take ownership of this role and understand what kind of mom they want to be, understand what kind of kids they've got. Um, so that is happening. But at the same time, I think there's a, sort of a, another shift that is happening, which is um, you know, what, what is my life really all about now? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you get to know your kid, you get to know yourself as a mom, and then you start to think about yourself in those other roles in life, um, you know, as a partner, as a friend, and as an, as a career person, if you have a career. And so I think what happens there is you've got all this time to really think about what you want to do with your life, right? Like, I, I don't know about your journey, Sabrina, but for me, I, you know, I moved really fast through life. I went through high school, then university, and then it was, you know, I traveled a little bit, um, get your first job, get a promotion, get your second job, find a husband, settle down, buy the house. Like looking back, that all felt like a blur. And it was just sort of milestone after milestone. And I wouldn't change a thing. It was a really great journey. But then something happens when you have kids and you're able to just sort of slow down and you think, okay, um, so where am I at now in my life? Mm -hmm. At least that's what happened to me. And heading for me, heading back to work after my second that was a no-brainer for me. I was ready to do that and wanted to do that because it was a job that I liked, a job that I was good at. It was a place that I knew. Um, they were very uh, kind to me and very accepting of the fact that I had two kids in basically two years. <laughs> so, um, so I knew that I wanted to go back because it would be easy, but I knew I also didn't want to stay there forever. Yeah. So I think that a lot of women find that when they have kids, their priorities shift. Um, they also have a lot of time to think about you know, what is my next move? And, and now that I've done this, especially when you're, when you're finished having kids, it's like, well, well, what next for me? Right. Absolutely. So I think, I think that's what we're seeing a lot of, especially with these longer maternity leaves here in Canada and that we're lucky enough to get to have. I couldn't agree more. And it's so interesting because when I, when I was looking for contributors for Boss Mama, I interviewed a lot of people, right? I don't know if you know the structure of the books, but there's 20 co-authors in each book and they share their authentic journey. Um, you know, it's very raw. It's very open. It's not a how-to book. It's not a, you know, 10-step program. It's literally, here's my heart. Here's my soul in the pages of this chapter. <laughs> and it's all out yeah. there, super raw. So with Boss Mama, it's talking about 
it's it's funny because most of the women in the book, I wanted all different kinds of of career women, working women, you know, anyone who define themselves as a boss, because being a boss doesn't necessarily mean like literally a boss. It means boss of your mm-hmm. own life, right? You're, you yeah. take your power yeah. back. Your life doesn't end with motherhood. And it's so interesting because a lot of the contributors are entrepreneurs on some level, you know, they, they're doing the side hustle they're doing, they've started their own business. And it's because your perspective shifts when you have children, you know, what was important before is not important anymore. And, Mm -hmm. you know, or things that were important to you way back when that maybe you put on the back burner because you had to do a nine to five job or you, you know, you pushed your Mm -hmm. passions aside, whether it's art or writing or music or, you know, things that really that belly fire, the one that really gets you going. Mm -hmm. Most people put that aside when they go to university or they get a real job, you know, they forget about that mm-hmm. real passion. And then when you have kids, your priorities shift and all of a sudden you you want that back. And that's another big piece of the shift I think that's happening is women are are really taking on that role of being the boss of their own lives. And they're saying, okay, you know, I can do this. I can absolutely do this. And I want to be present with my kids, but I also want to do something for me because it's not about Mm -hmm. working for, for the man anymore, right? For the big, big guy upstairs or whatever (laughs) corporation, you know, nine to five job, whether you're a bartender, whatever it is, right. It's, there's always somebody who is reaping the benefits of you you working your butt off. So I think we, we just want to take our power back and having kids sort of gives us that incentive to do so. And I really, I really love this movement. It's exciting because. Yeah. And I'll add to that and say, like, for me, having kids was kind of the final frontier. Like I met my husband a little bit later in life. We had our kids a little bit later. I'll be honest and say there were times where I wanted it to happen so badly, but I didn't think it was going to happen for me. And so when I had the when I, when I had it, when I got there, I was sort of like this aha moment of like, wow, I, I did it. I was able to build the life I wanted. Well, if I can do that, what else could I do? And for me, self-employment was not on my radar, but it became something that was like, could I work for myself? Like, I, I don't know how much you want me to share, but at the time I was making like, I was selling high-end travel and I was making somebody else, a very wealthy human being, (laughs) selling $2 million worth of travel every year. And I just had this moment where I thought, you know, if I can have these kids and I can get through that, if I can do motherhood, then I can do anything. So if I'm making $2 million a year for for somebody else, imagine what I could do for myself when I channeled that passion to something that I really truly cared about, which by that point was helping female entrepreneurs succeed. Uh, exactly. That is it right there. It's finding, I, I really don't like the word balance. I feel like when people use the word balance, it gives this unattainable expectation, you know, where we're looking for this, we're looking for like the scale where it's equal equilibrium. Mm. Right. And that's, that's not attainable in my opinion, but finding what you love so you can do more of what you love and, you know, create more of what you love and be with your kids who you obviously love. That's what it's all about. It's like, it's not a balance, like a straight scale. It's like a a forever moving circle, right? Yeah. If that makes sense. It's like, it's just this motion. So all these people who are looking for 
balance, right? It's, I don't know, it just kind of irks me a little bit when I hear that word. Not to say it's wrong. It's just, it's something that, in my opinion, is not attainable. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. And I, instead of balance, I use the word fulfillment. And I think we find fulfillment in a lot of different ways. Like I find great fulfillment in being a good mom. I'm not interested in being a perfect mom or the most amazing mom because it's, it's not attainable for me, but Mm -hmm. I do find fulfillment in being a good mother. I find immense fulfillment in being a great wife to my husband. Who's amazing. We've got a great relationship. I find fulfillment in what I do in my work, in my hobby, my interests. So um, to me, it's like, you're never going to be fulfilled just being good at one thing. I don't think. I think for most of us, we want to be good at a few different things. And we want to find those things, as you say, that really the belly fire that Mm -hmm. really light us up. And so um, I think that's what we're seeing is moms are figuring out they they can be great moms and then they can be great, you know, in in my case, in our case, business owners, leaders, uh, boss mamas, if you will, um, and both fulfill them, but they they can't do it all all in the same moment, right? As you yeah. say, like I really believe in um, being present, mm-hmm. and so when I'm a mom, I'm a mom. You know, when at five when five o'clock comes, I shut down the computer, I turn off my phone, everything goes away, and for the next three hours, I'm 100% focused on my kids, or like let's say 98% of the time, because yeah. you're always going to have those days. Sure. But when I'm working, I am really trying to be focused on work. I'm really trying not to be flip flopping back and forth between personal stuff and family stuff and work. I I do a work a full day because I love to work. I love what I do. Um, But that's, I think that's one of the the things that has, um, you know, if you want to call me successful, that's one of the things that makes me successful is that ability to just sort of focus in on the present moment and and be who I am in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and I totally agree with that. It's so interesting because, you know, I think that's the the setback for a lot of moms wanting something more. They don't know maybe what it is yet. They haven't quite figured out how to start a business or what the first step is or how to get there. Mm -hmm. But I think the setback, what's holding a lot of people back is that fear of of balance, as we said, you know, being able to focus on one thing at a time, because as moms, we're, we're handed all these hats that we are supposed to simultaneously wear. Like I'm a chef, I'm a cleaner, I'm a chauffeur. I've got to go to this place and that place and be here and be there and do this and do that. How the heck am I supposed to, you know, have a business too and create something and, you know, manage all of this stuff when there's so much going on. And I, I really believe that that's one of the things holding people back. And, you know, my advice to people that are dealing with that is to really chunk your time, like break it down. I set tons of alarms. I have crazy amounts of lists. It's like for this 20 minutes. And sometimes all it takes is 20 minutes to finish one task. But if you're multitasking, if you've got 900 things open on your computer, like 900 tabs open, you likely have 900 tabs open in your brain too. So how, (laughs) how do you funnel that energy into one thing? And for me, chunking time absolutely works. So it's like for 20 minutes, I'm working on just this for the next 20 minutes. I'll scroll social media. If that's something that's a priority to me for the next 20 minutes, I'll do this for the next 20 minutes. I'll do that. And then for anything that I personally find daunting and that I can't do, I now outsource. And I know that's not accessible to everyone, but 
even if it's, you know, leaning on a friend or, you know, a, a relative or anyone just for, you know, those 20 minutes to get a task done, I highly recommend finding those people, finding your village. Amen to that. And I'm going to actually, I'm going to be a little bit controversial here and say, I do think it is accessible to everyone because you can get a great VA for three hours a month for $20 an hour. So if you don't have $50 a month to spend, then you really don't have a business. But, uh, But that's where, you know, that's where the outsourcing could start as simple as, or even just one of the first things I outsourced was um, a housekeeper, right? Or not a housekeeper, a a cleaner that comes every two weeks to my house because that to me was money well spent. I don't particularly love cleaning. I'm not particularly gifted at it, but that's that's outsourcing too. And so I think everyone's got to find, you know, the advice that I tend to give is where there's immense frustration. So wherever you find you're just hitting your head against the wall or when you're finding you're doing something you don't love and or you're not particularly good at, that's definitely an opportunity to say, is this something that I could outsource even just a little bit, even just a couple hours a month um, to help free up my time so I can focus on the things that only I can do? Absolutely. Because if you're repeating something, if you're doing it over and over and over again because you can't focus or you're trying to multitask. And I find when I'm editing or doing something for the books, like I need to focus. Otherwise, I'm reading the same paragraph 700 times and that's not Mm -hmm. productive. So my time is worth money. So for me to outsource somebody and pay them, you know, whatever, $25, $30 an hour even, that is worth it to have that time. And maybe it's having somebody come in like a babysitter you know Mm -hmm. you you can have Mm -hmm. just babysitters you don't need a full-time nanny you don't need you know daycare full-time you can just have a babysitter come and watch your kids for an hour (laughs) that helps too yeah and that is what I I would say the women in my our community so in mamas and co specifically but also you know my own clients and women that I see the the number one strength I see they have is resourcefulness like Mm -hmm. seeing the problem and recognizing this is a problem and then saying, what do I need to do to go and solve this? Do I need to um, ask a friend for help? Do I need to uh, go uh, in this forum or this place? And, and in Mamas & Co., we have our very active online Facebook group where you can pop in and ask any question. But sometimes it is just knowing, wait a second, I got to ask someone who they know that does this thing that I need. Um, and, then, and, and then getting resourceful about it uh, if need be and, and taking that action to make that happen so that you can focus on what you're great at. So true. Yeah. So that's a great segue into my next question, because I wanted to talk about community Mm. and why it's so important, because I know how important it is. You know, YGT Mama has blossomed from, uh, you know, one member, which was me, (laughs) into Mm -hmm. we now have between the five books, we now have over 100 uh, contributors, which is just incredible in such a short period of time. We, We launched May 1st. So that's like, huge growth in, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, not only why is community so important, but tell me a little bit about Mamas and Co and what exactly it is for those who, you know, live under a rock and maybe don't know <laughs> or, or have never <laughs> sure. heard of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love 
answers to both of those. For sure. So I think the best way to tell the story is um, how it got started. So four years ago, exactly right now, I was heading back to work after um, my one-year maternity leave with my second and final child. (laughs) And I was given work from home privileges, uh, which was great. Um, But I was working from home alone for the first time ever in my life. And I'm a very social person. Um, I'm a, a total extrovert. And so I was worried, you know, how would this go? Me being at home alone all day. Um, and so I, at the time I had a little side hustle, like craft business basically, which I did just for fun. And I posted in a very large Facebook group, a local Toronto mama's group saying, does anyone here have their own business and want to get together for a glass of wine? And sure enough, within a couple of weeks, we had a couple dozen women in this, in this now brand new Facebook group that I started, which had a very bad name at the time. I think it was called like mums with businesses or something, <laughs> not, not super <laughs> catchy. Um, and then, and sure enough, you know, we, we had our first meetup. It happened to be like late November and there was a massive snowstorm. So here I was on the brink of this like first event and 12 people had RSVP'd and I was like, Oh, should we cancel guys? What do you think? And a couple enough women were like, no, well, you know, I'll be there. I'll be there. And so in the middle of this snowstorm, seven women came out We had a glass of wine. Everyone had a very different, actually, everyone had a different business, except there were two home stagers there at the same time, which is awesome because it just goes to show that, you know, community uh, rises above competition. And I can talk more about that later because there's a lot of people in our group that, that have quote unquote competing businesses. But what was great about that was, you know, out of, out of the 12 people that said yes, seven people did show up in a snowstorm, which that night I went home afterwards and I couldn't sleep. And I, I, I was just like, it was like, I was on fire and I couldn't figure it out. And then I realized, um, they, these women needed this, like they, they needed it. I needed it. We just needed to be around people who were kind of going through what we were going through and got it and, you know, could just raise a glass and, 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 understand and support the journey that I was on, which at the time was like, I was trying to figure out what my business would be. And these women um, had businesses, but many of them were very early on in the journey. So to me, I mean, I started the group that I needed the most and still need to this day. Like I still find immense value in this community, which is now over 300 mama entrepreneurs, many of them in the Toronto area, but many also all across Canada. We've got a member in Mexico right now. We've got a member in Panama. We have a member in Dubai. So um, what, what is happening, I think, is entrepreneurship is beautiful, but it can also be very isolating. And mm-hmm. we need to be around other boss mamas who get it, other boss mamas who can say, yeah, you know what? I have the answer to that question you've got. And here, let me give it to you. Let me save you two hours of your own research. Or here, let me give you the name of someone who I think can help. And so that's really what is happening in our community is you could do this alone. You could spend hours and hours figuring it out on your own. But by having sort of this instant referral network of, I'm going to say like genius mama entrepreneurs, because they really are very, very smart and, and very passionate women. It's like having these, you know, this group in your back pocket 24 seven, um, so that you never have to feel alone during this journey, whether it's you're struggling with something through with motherhood or with your relationship or with, you know, business in general, there's always somebody there who can say, I've been there, I get it, and I can help. Yeah, that's so 
amazing because that's really how YGT Mama started too. It was, you know, myself and a small group of others sort of searching for that that village mentality that we all hear people talk about, but you don't really see that much out there. And, you know, we're not focused on business solely, but because of this movement into the mamapreneur, the boss mama, you know, there is a lot of talk about it and there is a lot of space for it and a lot of room for it. But I just wanted a place where, because motherhood period, not just being an entrepreneur and a mother and a mamapreneur, like motherhood is very isolating, right? It's, it's hard to, like you can be on Google all day and all night and like totally go down a rabbit hole of information that's totally contradicting. And, you know, it's, it's impossible. It's so hard. It's scary. It's isolating. You feel alone a lot of the time and you don't know if anybody else is going through what you're going through. And then you feel too scared or ashamed to talk about it. So that's really how we created YGT Mama. So I love that there's so many communities opening up for moms to talk about everything, Mm -hmm. right? Just to be open. And that's how the books came about. It was like, oh, people want to hear the real deal, the real story. So why don't we write about it? And that's why they're co-authored books, because I realized I could write an entire book about motherhood. Sure. Like, I, I think we all could. But why wouldn't I share the voices of so many others that have gone through completely different experiences to me? And together we have this collective of all of these experiences that, you know, I see a piece of myself and my journey in every single one of the Mm -hmm. stories shared. Same with every single mom in our community. I see a piece of me in them. And that's how we're truly united in motherhood, which I think is such a powerful movement. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your business. And I really liked that point about, you know, competing businesses. I want to circle back to that too, because I think that's a really important Mm one, but it doesn't matter any of that stuff because we're united in motherhood, which is so cool to me. That's everything because I don't feel alone anymore. (laughs) I, I know I've got such a powerful community within YGT mama. And I'm absolutely positive that mamas and co is the same way. And it's really this movement about rising together and supporting one another that I am finally seeing this happen, right? In society in general, we're, we're starting to really support one another. It's not about competition. It's not about comparison. It's about love and support and judgment-free resources. Yeah, totally. And you've actually just touched on, you basically touched on our core values as a community, which is, you know, I think the first one is respect. So respect for people's different perspectives and viewpoints is so, so critical to remember that not everyone is coming at this from where you're coming at it from. Um, Another one is give and take emphasis on the give first. So when people will ask, you know, what am I going to get out of the community? And can I promote my business? Can I get sales? And can I get leads? It's like, yeah, you'll get that. But that's not why you should be joining. You should be joining Mm -hmm. because you've got something of value to share with others as well. You should be joining because you want to connect with amazing women who can learn from one another. And and so, you know, to us, it's really all about um, how can we each benefit one another? It's not about getting. It's about it's about giving first and sharing uh, what you can to help others grow and thrive as well and that's the basis of any great community Mm, absolutely i love that so much because i just finished writing the closing notes for the the book that we're launching in april you've got this mama too and that's literally 
what I talk about. The entire, you know, final 3000 words is all about just moving away from comparison and judgment and all of this shaming because there is no right or wrong answer in motherhood. And that probably, it, it also applies to business. It also applies to relationships, right? There's no, there's no blanket to it. There's no one way. So if somebody co-sleeps, for example, that might not work for everyone. You know, even my, my own two children, like my youngest children, um, one of them was a co-sleeper until he was two years old. And the other one would not co-sleep with us, even if we wanted him to, he wanted to sleep in a crib. So everyone's different. So how can you say, oh no, no, that's the wrong way or, oh, yep, that's the right way. There's no right or wrong way, right? When it comes to this stuff. So it really is just accepting people for where they're at in their journey, accepting them for what their values are and, you know, accepting how they handle their situation without Mm -hmm. judgment. Totally. Totally. It's so important. Yeah. Crazy. No, I love that. Um, so if you had advice for a mom wanting to start a business, you're a business coach, you do a lot of programs, obviously with Mamas and Co, this community, you probably speak to a lot of mompreneurs who are, you know, going through all the motions. What would, I know there's can't possibly be one piece of advice, but <laughs> what would you tell a mom that's kind of sitting there going, oh, okay, it's, you know, make or break time. I have to go yeah. back to work or... So yeah, beautiful. Um, So first I would say, don't feel pressured to make this decision because you're going back to work. In fact, sometimes the best thing you can do is go back to something you know that you will find relatively easy while you figure shit out. Sorry, I, I hope it's okay. You know, oh, it's okay. Some, sometimes we just need a little time, and I think that was, you know, that was the gift I gave myself. Was I? I, I wasn't a hundred percent thrilled about going back, but I knew I could do it, and I knew it would allow me some time and space to figure out the next move. And so that's the first piece of advice: is don't feel pressure to figure out the perfect thing right this very minute, just because you're, you know, set to go back to work, or you're, you know, you don't have to impose these kinds of timelines on yourself you will figure it out. And so the second piece of advice is take time to figure it out and just explore different ideas. So I always tell if I'm, you know, thinking as as a business coach for a sec, I would say, think about something that, you know, you're great at, that you could charge good money for that people also want, because it's not helpful to create something just because you're passionate about it, but nobody's going to buy it. So for me, um, what happened in Mamas and Co was very early on, I did a talk on sales, I, I realized, oh, okay, uh, a lot of these business owners don't come with sales and marketing background. So why don't I do a talk on sales? And we did it at my house. It was very early on. Uh, it was late. It was late at night. It was like eight to 10 PM. And I, I think I spoke for like two hours straight <laughs> because I didn't really know what I was doing and I didn't know what they wanted. Um, but, and some women were kind of like nodding off halfway through, but others, when most of them were actually kind of like leaning in and nodding and getting it and feeling like I, I could see them learning. I could see them having these aha moments. So for me, that was my moment. That was my aha moment was this is what I meant to do. I have this gift, this sales and marketing that I kind of just fell into to begin with. 
is actually a real gift that I can offer these women who, you know, who really need these skills. And so I kind of found what my marketable skill was that was also in demand that, that people would pay for and that I could charge good money for. I didn't, you know, I, I, my old craft business, I probably at the end of the day, if I tallied it up with making about um, maybe $3 an hour or something like that, but I did it because <laughs> I loved it and I, I, I loved creating. So to me, to be able to do what I love now and, and to coach female entrepreneurs and get paid well and create new programs and offers and have this great community is like a dream. It's truly a dream come true. But I think, um, yeah. you know, that's that would be where I would start is look at what lights you up. Um, that's also something that's marketable. Um, I, and, but there, but there are so many options too. And you and I were talking about this before. It's, it doesn't have to be one or the other. You know, my first business, exactly, yeah. uh, I, I did um, network marketing, right? And then and that mm-hmm. I did that for a little while and learned a lot and realized, no, I kind of want to do something that's just for me. And so the next thing that I did was this little art, this little craft business, right? And that was part-time and it was a side hustle. And then the next thing I did was Mamas & Co., which was this community, which was completely free to start. So it wasn't a business at all, but that blossomed and grew and, and became a great business idea because people wanted it. Um, and, and still I had a full-time job and then I started this other business sales consulting, which is now more business coaching. (laughs) Um, and again, I had a full-time job. So here I was right, basically, um, running these two side hustle businesses until the point that I just couldn't do it anymore. I was burning out. I didn't have enough time in the day. As I, as I joke, my day job was really getting in the way of launching my two businesses. So Yeah. <laughs> and but, but you'll see like that was the, what I just described. That was a two year journey um, from not having any of these to going through all of these different steps and, and negotiating the work from home until I was finally ready to say, OK, you know what? I'm ready to leave the day job and run these two businesses um, full time. So I, I guess my advice is really, again, there is no right or wrong. It's about what figuring out, figuring out yeah. what works for you that is also going to fulfill you, that is also going to, you know, pay the bills to the extent that you want them to be paid. Not everybody needs to make six figures just because you made that in your old job, which I hear this a lot. You know, I want to make six figures because that's what I was making at my old job. Well, is that what really what you need? Is that what's really going to fulfill you? Or is it something different? Is it, you know, working fewer hours so that you can work nine to three while your kids are in school and then being done at three? That's not what works for me personally. I, I really like to work nine to five or more like eight to five probably. Um, but I know that a lot of women build their business around their their work week, their kids' school day, their kids' summer vacations and, and various like the school calendar basically. And so that's a that's out there and that's possible. And, and I guess that would be my final piece of advice is if you want it bad enough, if you dream it and you believe it's possible and you take, you know, you can't just believe it. You have to take strategic steps towards it, but it it truly is possible for you to have the life and the business of your dreams. But you do need to have that clear vision. You do need to believe in it. And then you've got to take the right action. Sorry, that was a long answer to it. No, no, but I love it. And I pulled out some some really important things from there. So like the first thing you mentioned, network marketing, I want to sort of talk about that just for a second, because I feel like there's so many negative stigmas attached to network marketing. Like it's almost hard to say people cringe and they go, Ooh, not that or pyramid scheme or whatever, whatever all the things are. But 
I was, I was in network marketing for a long time. I am actually still an active consultant with my company. And you know what? That's amazing because I have listened to so many podcasts. I've read so many books. I've been to so many seminars and a lot of these influencers, these people in, you know, that are speaking and they are six, seven figure income earners. And they often say, you know, having multiple streams of income is a really good thing. I think millionaires say it's like seven streams of income (laughs) is the best. That's like the magic number, but it's, you know, having, having a network marketing company as a side hustle. And sometimes that can turn into, you know, your full-time hustle, but there's nothing wrong with adding that to your resume. The skills that you acquire, the skills that I acquire, Required, the sales training, the networking, um, the personal development, you know, all of these amazing components that come along with having a business. You know, we used to joke and say that network marketing was like being an entrepreneur without all of the overhead and tough stuff of starting an actual <laughs> yeah. business. It's like an entrepreneur for yeah. scaredy cats, <laughs> but it's kind of true in a sense, but it's a great stepping stone. It's a really great place to start. And I think it's wonderful for moms because it's something you can do very part-time. You know, it's something you can do just to like stick your toes in the water and see how you feel about, you know, managing your own time and not having a boss saying, here's your deadlines. I want this on my desk by Monday morning and da da da. Right. It's like, it's a really great place to start in my opinion, as far as like, if you want to be an entrepreneur, be a fake one first, <laughs> be, be a scaredy cat I one agree. first. I think, yeah. it's, as you say, it's a great stepping stone. And one of the things I remember most was amazing sales training. So, you know, if, yeah. if that's on your radar, absolutely try it out. Like the, this is what is so great about living in this day and age is we can try stuff out. And if it's not our cup of tea, we try something else. If it doesn't work out perfectly, yeah. or as I say, you know, there is no failure here. All we're doing is learning along the way. None of this is failing. So exactly. for me, I had to try many different angles before I kind of landed in my sweet spot of what worked for me. And so if that, if, if network marketing works for you, great. If a side hustle works for you, absolutely. If going at it full time works for you, do it. But here's what I will say. Jumping off the ledge, you know, uh, ripping the Band-Aid and quitting your job is a big, bold, and scary move. So if you are going to do it, first of all, I would say, A, make sure you have something that does give you the security that you need. No matter what you, whatever the avenues we just described you choose, make sure you mm-hmm. give, give it, you, you take a move in a direction that isn't going to leave you up every single night wondering where the money's going to come from, from every single day. Like that is just no way to live. So, yeah. you know, a lot of the women that I coach, their businesses start as side hustles and then they grow them, grow them, grow them almost to the point where I was at, where it was like, I can't grow them any further and have a full-time job, but I'm also not where I want to be yet with the business. And that's where I would say that's where the leap of faith comes in. But I never recommend people quitting their day jobs before they have, you know, um, a, a proven business model before they have at least even a small client base, something that gives them that, okay, you know what, you got this, you're going to be okay. 
and you're yeah. going to get there. And, you know, and, and if you can see that your sales are growing and you can see that your skills and your client base is growing, those are all good indications that you will get there. But I've coached many, many women through that hurdle of going from, you know, full-time job owner plus side hustle to completely self-employed. And, uh, and it is a little scary. So if you're, if you're going to do it, you probably want to be in a community like Mamas and Go or working with a coach or in a mastermind or something where you can talk to people who've gone through it, where you can lean on them for support, you know, during the good times and those tough times. Absolutely. And that just brings it full circle to what the last thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the Mm -hmm. fun questions. I love the fun questions with boss mamas because we pull out so many really important resources (laughs) for them to (laughs) really empower them, which is awesome. But I wanted to talk a little bit about you. You mentioned something earlier about competing businesses um, and what that looks like within a community. And it's interesting because I see it so much within the YGT mama community as well. And there's no competition. It's like, Oh, you're doing that. Okay. Well, I don't need to reinvent the wheel and do that exact thing. Then I'm going to partner with you and do something similar to that. And then we can do it together. And I've been seeing that so much and I think it's so beautiful. So if you, what are your thoughts on that? I just, we made it very clear from the start. We never wanted to exclude people and we're not like a BNI marketing network or networking group. We're really not like that. We're more of a resource center um, where, you know, you, you become a member, you've got access to our Facebook forum, which I talked about. You can ask any question day or night, you know, big or small, there's going to be someone with the answer. Um, you get access to our online monthly business classes where we're bringing in top speakers to teach, you know, the skills that you need. You get all the things. We give you a ton of resources throughout. We'll promote your business for you as well. So for us, it truly is the more the merrier. Like just because you're a photographer doesn't mean you do things in the exact same way as this other photographer. And in fact, as you mentioned, like look for ways to collaborate, look for ways that you can support one another. You can't take that job. Great. Refer that to this other person. So even from the very first night when we had those two homestagers, we said, you know what? I see no reason. We didn't see any reason why you couldn't have the same business as someone and be in the group. We thought, you know what, that's just going to add to it. So I would probably say at this time, we have at least a half a dozen photographers. We have at least a half a dozen decorators or designers. We have at least a half a dozen business coaches and consultants. It doesn't matter because people are going to gravitate towards you because because of you, because of the flavor you bring to what you do, because of how you do it, because your offerings match what they need. Um, and so it's not taking away from anybody else. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the law of attraction. I am a firm believer that there's more than enough to go around. There really, really is enough to go around. And the women that I see both in Mamas & Co. and in my business coaching practice, the women that are doing the best are the ones that are the you know, always see the silver lining. They're always looking for the positives in any situation. That's how I try to live my life. And that's who I try to surround myself with as well. And so it, that's really nice to see is just, you know what, you've got a competitor in the group, congratulate them on what they're doing. Look to see, you know, wh- wh- where you might be able to learn from them or where you might be able to support one another, because that's what makes a really rich community. I always use the analogy, you know, you, you wouldn't move to a town and the, as a dentist and then leave leave town because there was another dentist there. It's like, no, a community is going to have <laughs> lots of different people doing lots of different things. And, and we can all learn from one another. And there's just, there's more than enough business to go around for all of us. So, so that's, what's really beautiful. We see that a lot exactly. in the community. 
And I love that. It's so important. Like the abundance mindset 100%. over scarcity, right? The scarcity mindset is there's not enough. I have to take this and take that. And as you said earlier, don't go into things with the mindset of what do I get out of it? It's like, what can I totally. give? And it's like, maybe, maybe your advice, maybe your technique, maybe whatever it is that you have to offer will change the entire structure of some, what somebody else is doing and help them. And who knows, you could end up with a partner. You could end up with, you know, a massive collaboration. I've had people send me messages and say, Oh, so-and-so is copying you and they're trying to be like this and that. And I'm like, great, I'm going to send them a message and see if they want to collaborate because that is, you know, what is it? Uh, mockery is the best form of flattery or, you know, it's like, it's, it's okay to, to, do the same thing because exactly what you said, there's enough to go around. There's always enough to yeah. go around. I love that. All right. So I'm going to ask okay. you some fun Bring questions up. so we can give our, <laughs> give our, yeah. So we can give our mama listeners some really awesome resources. And it's, it's just fun to hear too. I love this. We get to know you yeah. a little bit better. So your morning routine, I know morning routines are such an important thing to a lot of people, but as soon as you have kids, it's like, woo. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, I'd just love to hear what yours is being a business yeah. coach and such a successful woman. I, I do have a morning routine. So I am not one of those people that believes that you must wake up at 5 a.m. to be uber successful. I know that everybody else believes that or a lot of people believe that. Um, but my kids are four and six right now. And one of my favorite parts of my day is that they come into bed with me and they snuggle me. And in a couple of years, they won't be doing that anymore. So I'm going to take it while I can. Um, but yeah, so my my husband and I, we, we are very 50-50 and he takes sort of more of the um, an active role in the mornings. I do more in the afternoon after 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 work time so he um takes the kids downstairs in the mornings and gives me my 10 I call them my quiet minutes quote unquote <laughs> <laughs> and um I do do so that the exercises that I do I do a three minutes of sort of gratitude practice so get very specific on what I'm grateful for and they can be you know personal or business big or small doesn't matter, but that just sets me off on the right foot for the day. So always starting with gratitude. Then I usually have a, either a mantra or a thought or just a mood that I, I sort of get present and just spend maybe, you know, th another three minutes doing a bit of a mantra to myself. So, um, so it might be my words for the day or something like that. That's just kind of getting me in the mindset. Um, and then the last three minutes of that exercise, I'm doing visualization. So again, I'm a big believer in putting it out there in the universe. And I'm actually living proof, like a lot of the things that I've attracted into my life, I have done that through visualization. I, I have a very overactive imagination. So whether that's, you know, a vacation I want to take with my family or, you know, speaking on, I have a dream of speaking on, on stage at the Sony Center to 3,000 female entrepreneurs one day. I don't know when that is or what that is, but I, I have that vision. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll give myself three outcomes that I want to achieve in my life and I will visualize me actually being in that moment, having that thing. And so like, talk about a powerful 10 minutes. And so I am here to tell you mamas, cause I hear this a lot from moms. <laughs> I can't do anything in the morning. I have small kids. Well, I have small kids too. I've been doing this probably for the last two or three years. And I'm here to say like, if, if you can find 
10 minutes, even five minutes, you can start your day outright, whether you have to stick them in front of the iPad or the TV just for those five minutes. And then you, if it's meditation, if it's visualization, if it's journaling, whatever it, it is for you, you can, you can make that five minutes. So I only do get 10 minutes and then I'm downstairs. I eat breakfast with them. Um, I usually enjoy my coffee while they are running around and uh, I get them off, you know, I get them off to school with daddy. Daddy takes them to school. And then at the same time, I leave the house every day for 20 to 30 minute walk or run. So whatever I have time for, rain or shine, snow, you know, whatever, I'm out there for 20 minutes minimum uh, every morning. And I just find for me personally, uh, that combination of fresh air and moving my body and, and being out in nature is the best way for me to start my day. So by the time I get back and my day is actually, my business day is actually starting, it's like 8.30, you know, almost nine o'clock some days, but I've had great, you know, I've had this great visualization, felt really grateful and also had this great, you know, starting my day with some fitness. So that's my morning routine. I think as my kids grow, I'll have a little bit more time and I can wake up a little bit more earlier, but for now it's working and it's, it's great. It's, it's every, it's certainly every day, Monday to Friday. Friday and a couple times on the weekend where I can fit it in. Mm, I love that. And it's so interesting because almost all of the mama guests on the show have said the same thing. And I know visualization is such a, you know, some people say affirmations, meditation, these are all words that kind of like challenge, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, some people, right. It's, it's, tough to get your head around it. If you haven't done a lot of personal development work, if you haven't done a lot of like sales training and that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's so powerful. And I think the minute I really started to dive into my business and, and see the future as positive and successful was as soon as I let go of resisting those things, affirmations, visualization, meditation, um, you know, just really setting my intention, all of these buzzwords that you hear, you know, you said the law of attraction, this stuff exists for a reason, right? This is really powerful stuff that does work. And I really encourage anyone out there that's maybe struggling with even the word gratitude, right? It's like, yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy with what I've got. But actually having a gratitude practice where even if you don't write things down, um, there's a great app that I use. It's a phone app. You know, some people don't use their phones before a certain time, but it's a phone app. It's called the Five Minute Journal. There's also a physical copy. And you can plug in three things that you're grateful for. What is your intention for the day? It takes five minutes or less, and you can attach photos to it to remind yourself of how grateful you are for whatever that is, your kids or your cottage or nature or, you know, fresh air or whatever you're Mm. grateful for. And I just, I think it's really, really powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, I love that. You'll have to share that with me. I'll have to read the show notes. Yeah. The five minute journal, there's a phone app. Um, but there's also like a physical hard copy too, for those old school people like myself. That, yeah. That'd uh, probably be me. I'm more old school for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm both. I'm trying, I'm getting more technical now, but yeah, I'm still pretty old school. I have a handwritten <laughs> list all over the place. Okay. If time money or scheduling were not an issue, what is an item at the top of your bucket list that you would like to check off? This can involve kids, no kids. It can be you know, anything, anything that you would like to do for you. Oh gosh, that's a tough one. I have to say like, 
not to toot my own horn, but I have done a lot of the things on my bucket list. Like I, I have had a pretty full life and I, I feel like I do really prioritize the life part of my life. But hmm, let's see. Time, money, you know what it would be totally, and I'm hoping that we get to do this in two years um, when my husband and I will celebrate our 10-year anniversary, wedding anniversary, but he also turns 50 the same year. So I would like to take the whole kids to uh, Hawaii, which is, a, it was an amazing trip that we did right before we got engaged. I didn't know we were going to get engaged right then, but my husband and I mm-hmm. absolutely love um, Kauai. We love to hike. We love to swim. We love to bike. And so, yeah, so I would love to take everyone back there and just explore as a family and have that experience with them. We do go on some pretty epic trips, but Hawaii to me was like a bucket list. So I'd love to go back and I'd love to go for, for a long time with them. Mm, sounds awesome. <laughs> okay. One parenting hack that you cannot live without. So this can be a product, a rule, an item, anything that sort of up-leveled your motherhood experience? Um, hmm. Well, you know, it's easy to say the iPad because if I do need to buy myself <laughs> 10 minutes, I will stick them in front of the iPad. Um, but hmm, parenting hack. There's so many little ones that I employ every single day. I think... Uh, you know, we're very big on, um, setting a timer. So I'll, you know, in, in the mornings, if we've got like a long Saturday morning ahead of us with nothing scheduled, that's like my version of a nightmare because my kids will just start to drive each other crazy and drive me crazy. (laughs) So, uh, I, I do like, I I like to have things scheduled. I like to have, you know, a Saturday morning class that runs for eight weeks or something like that. But I think, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, one of the things we'll do is say, you know, They've got a playroom in the basement. We'll say, go play in the basement for 20 minutes. And then after 20 minutes, you can do X. And it's something that they want to do. Otherwise, they would just watch TV all morning. But we kind of make them earn it a little bit. So we'll go, you know, or we'll say, go play in the backyard. And you have to play in the backyard for 20 minutes. But if you do a really nice job playing and you don't start screaming at each other or start yelling for mommy, then you get this or whatever. Whatever it is, the the treat that they want or the thing that they want. But they got to earn it for sure. We don't hand out treats like candy. And actually, funnily enough, we we don't have sweets in the house. We're, we're very anti-sugar in our house. So other parents think we're really mean, but, uh, we, (laughs) we, our idea of a treat for our kids would be like a bowl of applesauce or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Which is great because my kids, when they have sugar, they turn into little lunatics. Yeah. Here's, here's hoping that they don't figure it out because still to this day, we eat oatmeal every day for breakfast and on the weekends. So the exciting thing is on the weekends, they get to put toppings on their oatmeal. So like coconut and like, you know, (laughs) chopped walnuts or something. They think it's the best. So I can't wait till they just figure it out. And they're going to be like, mom, oatmeal is so boring. You made us eat that for so long. But hey, you know what? <laughs> it's been six years and they're still doing it. So amazing. Well, it's good for them. Um, what is one crutch that you can't live without? You know, coffee, wine, potato chips, all of the above. Uh, yes. So um, I would have to say popcorn for me, and mm. I am a bit of a popcorn aficionado. I I make st- I make popcorn on the stove, so old school style in a pot with oil. Uh, I've been making it this way since I was a teenager. So I have to tell you that I think most people that have tried my popcorn would say it is the best in town. Uh, I like lots of, I I do a combination butter, olive oil on top. I mix 50-50, drizzle it on top, do a little bit of salt. It's delish. So that would be like my version of a guilty pleasure night would be 
if the husband is out at the gym, like he is right now, I get the TV to myself. I hunker down with a bowl of popcorn and a glass of wine and watch like two episodes of The Good Wife on Netflix or Gilmore Girls or something like that. Like that, that would be those, that would be my vice right there in a nutshell. Amazing. It's perfect. Um, and then one self-care ritual that you practice that you would recommend other mamas try this whole self-care phenomenon is so on point right yes. now. And I think it's, it's very important, uh, especially as a boss mama. So I'd love to hear what you do. It is so important. It's actually, I, I, I don't, can't just pick one cause it, it's a huge part <laughs> of my life. I really believe that we can't be our best. We can't do the, our best work for our clients if we feel like shit. So, you know, yeah. we ha- this is an imperative. We have to take care of ourselves before anything else. We have to, you know, we can't be great moms if we're feeling like we're dying inside, if we have no energy. Um, and I want to, I want to be a great mom. And I want to be an active mom for my kids for a very long time. So um, I would say on the daily, one thing I do is I get a great amount of sleep and I go to bed at the same time every day. I'm, I usually asleep by like 1030 at the latest. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I try not to have screen time before bed. I, I can maybe do a little bit of reading if I feel like I need it, but for the most part, you know, 10 o'clock rolls around, it's devices are off. I'm in bed and I try to get my eight hours every night. I really try to, um, I could, our kids are now good sleepers. So we're, you know, we're past the baby stage, but sleep is imperative to me and I protect it fiercely. So that would be like <laughs> my daily, um, more of like a special splurge of self-care is I'm definitely a spa girl. I do like my high-end luxury spas. I'm not going to lie. Anyone who follows me on Instagram will see regularly. Uh, I Once a month, I'm at um, the Ritz-Carlton downtown. Uh, the spa there is heavenly, but I earn it. Mm. So, you know, I'm not just going to go every week. I'm going to go because I've had a good month. So right now, I actually, I typically take like, the first Friday of the new month. Um, if it's, you know, if I can, I'll take the afternoon and, uh, I actually like, I like it because they've got great pools there and they've got hot tubs and I love being in the water. So to go and have an afternoon with no clients, no work, I don't take my phone. I don't take my laptop. I just go. Um, sometimes I go, actually, we just did this on Saturday. It was a date night, me and my husband. So, cause he likes the good massage too. So, um, we'll go, you know, for a couple of hours, just the two of us and we'll have some time beforehand and then we'll go for a massage and then we'll go out to dinner. But for me, like, that's the thing that I look forward to, um, every, every, you know, throughout the month is, oh, if I have a good month, if I, you know, if I get everything done that I need to get done, I can take that Friday afternoon off. So for me, that's really important is we do need time to just check out. We need me time. We all need me time. Um, whether you're an extrovert, introvert, I mean, I'm a highly extroverted person, but I love me some me time. Like it has to happen. So, um, so whether that's, you know, a full day at the spa or it might just be, you know, um, a couple hours at a coffee shop by myself with, with no kids, no husband, no work, something like that. But, uh, but yeah, that's my, that would be my splurge. Amazing. Well, and I think that's important what you just said about, um, checking out. Cause of course, like a full spa day for some people that might not be accessible at this point in their business. Don't worry. It will be one day, (laughs) one day soon. 
Um, but you know, just checking out, just taking everything off that to-do list for a couple of hours, you know, maybe it's sitting in a coffee shop, maybe it's going for a walk alone, maybe it's, you know, going to the Ritz Carlton and sitting in a hot tub, whatever it is, just to check out and check in with yourself, not thinking about clients. You know, for me, it's often I I go to a really extra long hot yoga class. Mm. It's, you know, they're an hour and a half and I just like to completely forget about everything, not bring my phone with me, not be attached to anything, not worry about what my kids are doing or what anybody else is doing and just like go in the zone. So yeah, checking out is a really good, really good uh, solution to boss mama problems. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that idea. Like Mm -hmm. find what you love and put it on the calendar. Like I'll, t- I'll tell my, yes. cl- my, when my clients are having a tough time, I'll often say, when was the last time you did something just for you? And they'll go, gosh, I can't remember. And so I make them in the coaching call, <laughs> so say, let's pull out the calendar. Yeah. Let's block it off right now. Where, you know, where can we fit in a half a day for you? And I'll also make them commit to something. So one of my clients who's a photographer, I said, what do you love to do? She said, I love to just wander around downtown by myself and go to different places, eat different foods and take my camera and just take pictures for fun. And I was like, when was the last time you did that? She's like, oh, it's been years. And so in that call, I made her, <laughs> shout out Trina, I made her pull out her book, find a day. <laughs> block it off. But at the time it was like 30 days away. It was like at least a month away, but she's blocked it off. And then mm-hmm. when, when the time came around, she was so grateful she did. So we all have to be doing this at the very least. We can all afford a half day a month. We can all afford three hours with yes. a babysitter or, you know, while your kids are in school or, you know, we can all find time, but we have to make the time and we have to make it in advance. So we don't feel like we're we're drowning. We never want to get to the point where we're drowning or we're facing burnout. We always want to get ahead of that. So, and it sounds to me like you yeah. are the kind of woman who knows how to do that. <laughs> so it's been a work in progress, but we're getting there. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm, I'm constantly learning. So I love having guests like you on the show because it's so inspiring and I, I feel energized, which is probably not the best thing at nine 30 at night. <laughs> stop doing these after the kids are in bed. Cause I'm like, Oh no, I'm all wired and I'm going to go for a run, but no, it's, it's good. It's so good. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, this my evening pleasure. And it's been great for our listeners, whatever time it is that they're tuning in. Just thank you for being here and sharing so openly and so candidly with us all about your successes. Everything that was shared today on the show will be in the show notes as well as links to Leanne. What, uh, what can we hope yeah, to find so, in the show notes? Um, one of the things that we want to do for your listeners is give them a discount if they are thinking of joining Mamas & Co. So now is the perfect time to join for 2019 because if you join today, you get the you know the rest of 2018 for free. Plus you get all of 2019. So the Facebook forum, the online business classes, we do uh, virtual networking nights, which is cool. So you don't even have to leave your house and you can network with other mom bosses. We do that once a quarter. Um, There's a ton of stuff. You can go to mamasandco.ca. So that's M-A-M-A-S-A-N-D-C-O dot ca and click on join now it lists all the things that are included in your membership and if you're listening to this you can get 10 percent off your 2019 new membership so this is not for returning members but for new members you can get 10 percent off with the code sabrina 
So we just kept it simple. We thought that's an easy one to remember. So yeah, code (laughs) Sabrina, you get 10% off. You get instant access into the community of over 300 mama entrepreneurs. The sooner you join, the the more value you get because uh, it's a calendar year membership. So you will have your membership until December 31st of 2019. So join as soon as you can. If you're interested, hand on over. I hope you like what you see and what, what we're all about. Well, what a great way to start the new year. Well, thank you, Leanne. Thank you so much for being here. And to all the listeners out there, you know the drill. Head on over and subscribe to the tribe. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join our conversation on Instagram and Facebook. To get more information on the stories we share here, our books, the blog, our community, head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us so much and we value every single review. We also have a special gift for our subscribers. I would like to thank our production team and Megan Krimpotich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear and tune in next week. In the meantime, please, please remember, Mama, you've got this. Thank you.